This is Time Signatures with Jim Irvin, a podcast and radio program presented by the Capital Area Blues Society in Lansing, Michigan. Most any contemporary musical style can trace its roots back to the blues. Time Signatures explores the blues and its musical connections with captivating interviews, lively discussions, and news from the world of the blues. And now, here he is, your host, Jim Irvin. Hey, good evening, everybody. We are coming to you live. It's actually recorded. Yeah, all right. Recorded live. Yeah, recorded live. We got a, we got a group here from Moriarty's. And uh, man, I got to tell you, I am so excited to be here this evening. I want to thank Joy and Bree, Chrissy, Harmony, and Carolyn. They are working their tails off to take care of the people that are here. And we are so happy to have a nice crowd here this evening. Give yourselves a hand. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So the first thing that people are going to ask is, where did you come up with time signatures for the title of this podcast? I wanted you all to be introduced to a friend of mine who I've known since 1977. We've uh, been very good friends for almost 46 years. Yep. Went to uh, grade school at St. Hyacinth's in Bay City and also graduated together from Bay City Central High School. Ladies and gentlemen, my good friend, Andy Kabbalah. Give him a hand. <laughs> hey, Jim. So we had... So we had a little contest, if you will, to name the podcast because I had a couple ideas and Dedalian wasn't excited about it. I mean, correct. I, I dug them. I thought they were all right. But, but it, then but you, you threw that the time signatures at me and I was like, all right, that I can roll that. That wasn't me. That was this guy over here. Well, you still threw it at me in effect, <laughs> man. That's all I know. <laughs> so Andy Kabbalah came up with, uh, with time signatures and I wanted to have him up here for just half a minute and share. 30 seconds? You yeah. said five. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, just, and thank you very much. <laughs> oh, I forgot, to, I forgot to turn the switch on there. Now it's all official. So, Andy, tell us a story. I mean, I, I know your background, but go ahead and share the story of where you came up with Time Signatures. Well, first of all, I want to congratulate you on this idea that you had to do this podcast. Thank because you. Because you're the type of guy that puts his heart and soul in everything he does. And I know that when you first came up with this idea for this podcast, you were really excited about it. You had a vision in your head. And as long as you follow your heart and do what you want to do, it's going to be great. So when you kind of asked about names, I've been playing the drums as long as I've known you because I started in seventh grade. And I come up with time signatures because when you're playing music or singing music, mm -hmm. the basis of it is the time. Mm -hmm. You know, if you put a piece of sheet music in front of a musician yeah. or a singer, yeah. the first thing they're going to look at is what time is it in. Yeah. So if you can't keep time, it's not going to be a good thing. So I thought the time part would be as far as the music. And in your podcast, you're doing not only the music, but also the people behind the music. I kind of wanted to get a name that covered both areas. That's where the signatures part come in. And that'll cover the people that provide the music. Because yeah. just like when you write a letter and you signed your name to it, any musician that is worth his salt will get up on stage and put their heart and soul into what they do. Yeah to provide the audience with something that's going to be enjoyable. Right. And every time they perform, yep. you put your signature on what you do on that stage. Mm -hmm. Whether it's a little bar in town or a you know 30,000-seat arena, mm -hmm. you're putting your signature on everything you do. So I thought time signatures would kind of cover both areas. Very good. And, and uh, you know, what I liked about it is, like you were talking about, they put their signature on that particular time. And so for me, I've, I've always been one of those people that like to steal little moments of history. 
And um, this allows us, this podcast allows us to do exactly that. When you threw the name out there, Capital Area Blues Society, part of the goal is the preservation of the blues. Mm-hmm. And yes. it was the time signatures. And it, I mean, it's capturing time. And it, as we've been talking about, etching your signature into that piece of time. That's, yeah, that was right. awesome. And was you, can, you can hear the music, but yeah. when you talk to the person that makes the music, then you can kind of dig into how they feel about mm-hmm. it, how they came up with it, why they're doing it. Things that went good went bad, and it's a fantastic thing. Just like talking to an old veteran, listening to their stories, mm-hmm. you're listening to musical veterans and hearing their stories, and I just think that's great. Probably most of you don't know that Andy is a World War II reenactor mm-hmm. and happens to have a tremendous respect, as I do, for our military veterans. And I want you to know you're sitting next to a military veteran right now. Freddie served during the World War II era. Really? Well, thank no, you for your No, 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 no. Math, yeah. or, I'm sorry. Math that did oh, I say World War II? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. It, it, it let, was, me, let me fix that right now. Vietnam. Yeah, Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not that old. So he's My grandpa throw... did, though, in World War II. <laughs> Vietnam, I'm sorry about that. No, man. it's okay. <laughs> Yeah. You were stationed in Okinawa, correct? Yeah. I got that part yes, right. I was. Yes. Yeah. So, Freddie, I wanted to give this to you as a small token of my appreciation, sir. Thank you so much for your service. Jim, thank you, sir. I appreciate you. I appreciate that. Thank you. I have been carrying these uh, challenge coins. I carry them in my pocket. And whenever I get a chance to meet a vet, whether they're from Vietnam, World War II, it doesn't matter, Korea, I always like to thank them for their service. And my son well, and thank I... Thank you go out and we, you know, wherever we're at, we carry them with us. And when we find them, we thank them for their service and give them a coin. So I appreciate that. Thank, thank you, you, sir. How thank about a big hand so for Freddie, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you. And also, while you're doing that, give another hand for Andy Kabbalah. Thank you so much for being here with us. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Set? Good luck on everything. So that was a pretty good way to lead into our next portion of our get-together here. We are joined by the two founding members, chief founding members of the Root Doctor Band, who y'all know who they are. They've been around for 30 plus years. And you guys have been retired for what, almost two years now? Almost two years. Yeah, Yeah, it is going on two years. That's crazy. Right, I know. I remember being on the boat with you on the last show. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, time passes when you're having fun. (laughs) 32 years of fun, man. 32 years of fun. Yeah. And we are we are so honored to have Freddie Cunningham with us uh, and also James L. Williams. How to be a big game for them. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. We are so glad to have you. Guys, we're just going to dive in here and start talking a little bit about your your music and uh-huh. how things started with the Root Doctor Band. I mean, you guys were, in, in my opinion, I think you were destined to be the Root Doctor Band. And Freddie, let me start with you, man. And, and feel free, James, to jump in. Oh, and sure. we are joined here by Marge. Hi, Marge. Hello. You got the cowbell? I got the cowbell. Let's see it. Put it on the table, girl. She brought the cowbell. Who knows about the cowbell in here, huh? (laughs) There you go, the famous cowbell. But but I definitely want you to talk about first of all your your initial. Who was who was your biggest biggest influence when you were growing up when you were getting into music? (laughs) It's really funny that you ask me that because when I read the biography of Ray Charles. You know, he started off and he wanted to be Joe Williams. He wanted to be T-Bone Walker. He wanted to be this and that. And he finally realized that he had just had to be himself because he couldn't be all these people. So I was like that. My probably earliest recollections were like 
Nat King Cole, Charles Brown, Sister Rosetta Tharp, Clara Boyd Singers. My mom was a big Clara Boyd fan. Okay. Right there, you know, again, I had to figure out who I was going to be. And, uh, you know, finally, I said, I, you know, I have to be who I'm going to be. Right. I, I can't be those people because I can't, I can't sing that high. I can't sing that low. I remember talking to you earlier, and you mentioned uh, your first recollection being when you were just a, a young man and you wanted to be in the choir. Oh, I was, I was in the choir. Okay. I was born in the choir. Okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> I, no, that, that my mom was, she probably was, she probably sang in the choir until she couldn't sing because she was having me. And from what I understand, I raised quite a bit of sand when I couldn't sing in the choir being two years old, three years old, you know, so I was, I was in the choir when I was born. So that bug bit you early, didn't it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. James, how about you, man? Talk about your, your first, uh, the first time the music bug bit you. Man, that's going back a few years for sure. I was born in my grandfather's house in Nude, Mississippi, and he had a piano there and that he used to play. And so that's when musical was starting to get in my head. And, and also my older brother, Lamar Williams, he was, him and I was born in my grandfather's house. So then we moved down to Gulfport, Mississippi. That's where I was starting to get into more, more music. I was hearing my father, uh, he was a gospel singer, and I used to hear him live on the radio every Sunday. The name of his band was the Deep South, and it was, it was a great band, and they did it live. And uh, so that was a big influence on, on me. And, okay. and as I was growing up, what, fifth grade, I got to play drums. And from the fifth grade on through middle school and high school, I was playing concert music. I was uh, also singing in the choir. Mm -hmm. And then uh, later on, I was doing the swing band thing, you know, because my brother Lamar, he plays bass. He was a fantastic bass player. And after watching him at 14, 15 years old, he was playing with older musicians in the, in the Gulf Coast. From there, wow, I said, man, those guys are jamming. Um, he was playing with a, a drummer named J-Mo. He was playing with Percy Sled, Otis Redden. But him and Lamar was playing in a local band. And then eventually from there, you know, J-Mo started playing with the Allman Brothers band. And he was recommending to Dwayne Allman, you know, that Lamar would be a, a great bass player to have for the band. But Lamar got drafted and he went to Vietnam. After his duty in Vietnam and the incidents that happened to the couple of members, Lamar got opportunity to audition. Greg Allman had his guy audition and they had three or four bass players. But after two songs, you know, Bush Truck said, come on guys, let's go back. He said, far as I'm concerned, you know, this audition is over, you know. So then Lamar got to show the gig with the Allman Brothers Band and, and his first uh, album was Brothers and Sisters. He completed, cool. he completed that album except two songs. Lamar was a big, heavy influence in me uh, playing, playing bass guitar. So here we are. Okay, so just to be clear, and, and so the people that are listening, 
they actually have an idea. So, Freddie, go ahead and uh, give people an idea of what you did for Root Doctor, what your role was in Root Doctor for so many years. Oh, well, to begin with, Mike Scorey called me. Mm -hmm. I had never met Mike. I kind of knew the name. Yeah. You know, scory out of sound. sound. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so anybody that's right. not anybody that's not from Lansing, uh, Mike Scory, he's a keyboard player, and of course, yeah. for many many years, had Scory right. Auto Sound. It was exactly. a car stereo place. Car stereo. And uh, of course, yeah. car stereos. I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. Is it? No, I mean, <laughs> no. With that. But back in the day, he used yeah, to Scory yeah, Auto Sound. Back yeah. in the day, you had you know you could get your you know your custom auto sound. Right. You know, like. You know, speakers in the trunk and, you know, the big whoopers and the pop yep. up and down. So he, he, he reached out to you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As, and, as a matter of fact, Mike, you know, he called me one day and he said, um, he said, hey, you want to start a band? Really? Yeah. You know, and, and I said, sure. He had a gig, you know? but he didn't have a band. Well, I didn't have a gig, actually. No, no, Mike Scorey had the gig. Oh, Mike Scorey, well, yeah, he talked to the guy. Okay, who now, was... now I don't think I need to clarify that these two are married at all. <laughs> well, no, not, not at all. So there's that. Yeah, well, anyway, if you remember, uh, Tango's. Okay, yep, yep. Yeah, in the Naps building downtown. So anyway, Mike had talked to the guy at Tango's, and the guy said to him, if you have a band, we'll see what we can do about it. And so Mike says, sure, I got a band. You know, we, you know, we've been playing together for a while. And uh, so after he left that guy, he called me and he said, you want to start a band? <laughs> and I said, sure. And meanwhile, we had been jamming like every Thursday night when Gregory's was in the garage down under the parking ramp, Capitol Avenue there. And uh, Scott Allman had been coming in there Mm -hmm. I knew him, and there was a band at that time, they were on their last legs called Mad Dog in the Pack, and James was the bass player in that band, and I knew him, you know, and, and we came from there, and so Mike was a keyboard player, I was a singer, I knew Scott, Scott knew Dick Rosemont, Black owner of Fat Black and Circular, Yep. yeah, and, uh, and I, you know, like I said, I knew James and... We practiced in my basement, I think, for two weeks. Wow. Every night for two weeks. Didn't think it'd be uh, 32 years, did you? <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> we, <laughs> we practiced for two weeks. We went to the, you know, we went down the tangos and we played the gig. Well, we played all the songs that we knew. And he says, well, you have to play another set. We don't know another, <laughs> another set. He says, well, play it in reverse. So we did that. And, you know, I'm thinking, okay, we got this gig. Going through it, you know, I'm thinking, uh, six months, a year, 32, 33 years later, you know, and one, two, three guitar players. A lot of folks. Lots of folks. Yeah. A lot of folks. I, I can tell you yeah. in the time that I've known you guys, yeah. you've, you've had some turnover here and there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, always phenomenal players in the band. And I, I kind of wanted to use that as a springboard to the next question. Maybe James can jump in here with a little bit. Is uh, you guys have had, like he just said, you've had some some phenomenal members of the Root Doctor band. Mm -hmm. Your sound has always been consistent through the years. Mm -hmm. 
my very first time hearing you guys play was when you opened for Cheap Trick down right down the road oh, here boy. at the Lansing Center. <laughs> oh boy! But I but remember that, James. You had some of the creme de la creme here in the Lansing area, not just Mike Scorey, but you've had so many big names, you know, that have come across your path and been a part of the the Root Doctor band. Talk about those names a little bit. Mm, I should have wrote some of them down. Steve Carell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Uh, we had guys, we fortunate enough to get some, some good musicians around here in town, and they wanted to play with the band. We even have Oric was playing drums, and he's a fantastic bass player. Now, that's a, that's a story within itself. I mean, you know, I mean, anyway. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you that later. Okay. <laughs> Let me see, who are some of the other members there? March, you? John Fitzgerald. He was, he was keyboard player. Yeah. And, and uh, um, we had John Barrera, drummer, yeah. Jimmy Alfredson. Yeah, Jim Alfredson came in. Jimmy Alfredson uh, played with us for ten like years. Ten years. Yeah, and he uh, was just a kid back then, wasn't he? Yeah. You know what? It's it's about twenty years. Actually, old. Yeah. Then, when we played some of the gigs, he wasn't really legal to be <laughs> when, we, when we first started. But you know, we he was in the band, so it was okay. Sure. You know, so. Steve Ferrari. Yeah, Steve Ferrari. An guitar player. Right, and um, another drummer, friend of ours, Chico Garza. Bob Gardner. Bob, Bob Gardner. Bobby Gardner. You're getting some names from out here in the audience yeah, now. Yeah, people, I mean, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we had a couple of more in there. Oh, yeah, Matthew mind. Hayes. Oh, Rick Bull was the drummer for us. He did, as a matter of fact, he was on our, what album was that? Was that the first Change CD? Our Ways. Change, Change Our Ways. ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, album. What was your original name? The original name was the, of the band was the Downtown Blues Band. Good question. Downtown Blues Band and Downtown Blues Band. Well, because of, exactly, because yeah. of, yeah, because of the confusion, you know, with the Uptown Band and the Downtown Band, you know, it, so people would come to see us thinking they're going to see them and vice versa. There was an interesting story behind that. Well, you kind of know. Well, you we all decided to the, the write a name down and put it in a hat. And so up came Root Doctor. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, but and that was John Fitzgerald. Yeah. That was his that was his name for the band. Okay. And uh, that was the name of the song they were playing at the time. And then that Buddy was Ace. the name of the song that we we're playing. Frank Ace. Buddy. Buddy Ace. Yeah. Well, you guys have shared the stage with some of the biggest names in blues. Talk about that just a little bit. James, who, who's your favorite, man, that you guys played and shared the stage with? Oh, man, you know, we, we had Larry McRae, Buddy Guy. Mm-hmm. We yeah. actually had played the first blues festival here in Lansing. Coco, Coco Taylor. Coco Taylor was there. I'm trying to think of just one harmonica player. Hank Mowry was, mm-hmm. a, was a harmonica. That was when Hank first started. We had to kind of tell him when the change was, you know, almost. It, it was, mm-hmm. he, but he, you know, he was a really good player, but he was he was just raw back then, and that was that was the first Lansing Blues Festival because it's it was down in um, where Adato Park is now. Messing yeah. with the kid. Who, who who put that song? Up? Uh, was it Walter? Junior Wells. Junior Wells. Junior Wells. Yeah. 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 Junior Wells. Yeah. yeah. That's and, the you know, and, uh, so you had the opportunity to play with Junior Wells, is what you're saying? Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, twice, actually. We played with him in yeah. Grand Rapids. And then and one time in Novi. Yeah. 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 And you guys also yeah. opened for Ray Charles, didn't you? 
Ray Charles one night, yeah, yeah. and a little Center. little Richard. We opened for them for him one night. Um, I thought I saw Tab Benoit on the list. Tab mm -hmm. Benoit, Benoit. Oh, the State Theater is a beautiful venue. My goodness, <laughs> uh, yeah, we played there a couple of times, and I enjoyed it so much. It's a, it's just such a nice stage, such acoustics in that building. Yeah, that you was know, a great concert. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I really enjoy. I enjoy that. And uh, and we got a chance to play the Ann Arbor Blues Festival as well back in right? the early days. Right, back in the early days. We yeah. had what Buddy Miles was there. Who Joanna Connor. Joanna Connor was there one night. Right. Yeah. And um, several other. And we did also did the auditorium when BB uh, King was in town. Yeah, that's cool. Mary McRae and us and and BB were on the on the bill. Yep. Well, you are listening to Time Signatures. We have got our guest, uh, Freddie Cunningham, here. We've got James L. Williams. We've got Marge Mooney. It's it's kind of been an exciting ride for you, too, hasn't it? It's been a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> I did um, some managing, and then I didn't do some managing, and then I did some managing again. Got to meet a lot of managers of restaurants to get gigs and lots of music behind the scenes people. It's been, uh, it's been fun. You did a lot of work, Marge. Thank you. She did. And everybody loves March. Everybody. All right. All right. Absolutely. So come on, guys. Tell me one good road story that something went wrong. Just just not a good time. Oh, something gosh. bad. I mean, we're hearing about the good stuff, and I know there were some bad times there. <laughs> there was one winter near the Olympics, and there are uh, some places oh. on the west side of the state that has a, a luge. It was uh, Olympic time, and okay. they were doing some kind of a benefit there was a Michigan, someone from Michigan in the Olympics, mm -hmm. and you can ride the luge out there, but it was not that snowy, but it was cold and rainy. Um, we were in a tent. They ran out of gas for the heater. Was this an outdoor this gig? Was an outdoor yeah, gig? This was an outdoor yes, gig. This was an outdoor gig. Outdoor gig in the mud. Propane. So they had, I think, little square pieces of wood for the on band wood, to set up on, on pallets on pallets, right. on pallets together that was the stage yeah a and um there wasn't anybody there so they asked us if they had to pay us since nobody was there and after and we, we only played to a muskegon holy cow so i think that yeah. is my all-time yeah. worst day <laughs> followed by the time that a drummer got lost, couldn't find the gig, so oh. somebody in the bar we were at... Is this a drummer we don't? No, we won't, we won't <laughs> say it. We won't say it. No, 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 we don't. No, you don't know me. Somebody sat in playing drums yeah. on a five-gallon yeah. plastic jug. Oh, my, seriously? Oh my. Seriously. That's, wow. That's, so we ended up yeah. doing okay. I mean, that's the show must go on right there. It, it, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that guy he, came up to, with some bloody hands by the end of the night. I would imagine. <laughs> wow. He ended up playing on one of those plastic, one of those white cans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey. Were you guys all playing electric at the same time? Did you do it well, acoustic? Well, we, we, no, we had, yeah, well, we had to play it really low because nobody, <laughs> yeah, yeah. nobody had acoustic, you know, it was electric or nothing, but. That was another one on the west side of the state. Yeah. That west side of the state, yeah. Yeah, when you, one of the nights was, uh, we were playing this gig on, and it was a beautiful, beautiful night. And it was on the, on the shores of Lake Michigan. And we oh, he's painting a picture for this one. I'm, yeah, I'm, ready, for this. I'm ready for this. No, we're looking, you know, out, and we did the show, and, and everything was, was great. And we got all done. And James stepped on some oh. 
James stepped on, I don't know, oh, some yeah. kind of metal thing and whacked his toe all out oh, there, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh. That wasn't good. Oh. But, you know, hey. I forgot all about that. Pain. You take the bitter, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you take thanks, the bitter with the sweet. Oh, yeah. it, was a, it was a rough story. You, you blocked that stuff out of your memory, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting triggered. Yeah. <laughs> A little PTSD going on there. Yeah, you take the bitter with the sweet. Absolutely. Is there anybody in your mind you wish you would have been able to play with on the stage, open for? Any opportunity you feel you missed along the way? Oh, there were a lot of people I wish I'd, you know, been able to play with. Ray. Although I don't know from what I hear, he was he was kind of persnickety, but you know. He was such a talent. Yeah, I'd have loved to, you know, hit a note or two with him. Yeah. James? I, I wouldn't mind, you know, I played a show with the Allman Brothers Band. You know, it was something that yeah. I used to go to the early shows when my brother was playing. And I was on stage watching them from the sideline. And, uh, but you never got a chance to jam with them. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> this but, close, man. This close. I, I remember all the energy was going between the band and 50,000 people out there, you know, and I'm in between it, I'm just feeling it and seeing it. Uh, that was fantastic. Yeah, we had a, we had one night that we went to uh, DTE. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yep. and we were able to go, you know, go backstage with Allman Brothers and uh, meet, you know, some of the people and stuff. And it was pretty, yeah. pretty exciting. Yeah. So after 32 years, what do you think uh, the biggest accomplishment of uh, Root Doctor was? Biggest accomplishment? Yep. Being together for 32 yeah. years. I mean, that's, I mean, yeah. you know. That, I mean, and well, also uh, putting out uh, CDs. Uh, mm -hmm. How many did we make? Six? Six. 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 Yeah. 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 So. And I have all of them. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. Thanks to Mark. She put, she put one on a flash drive for me. So uh, that's number six. I bet you with that yellow one won it. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, was yes, that, it is. that was a live album, right? Yeah. 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 Was, yeah. In front of 20,000 people. So yeah. that was that was kind of a cool yeah. show. That is, a, that is a treasured gift. I want you to know that I will never, I'll keep that pen for the rest of my life. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Appreciate that. Let's get to the cowbell real quick. Oh, yeah. Why the cowbell? You had to bring it up. Come on, What's Marge. The story? You brought it up. I don't know why you wanted me to bring it. Well, why the why the cowbell? Come on, you got to tell us. When we have a song. Yeah, go ahead. We have a song called Dark Eyes. That that's uh, Mike Scorey. Mike Scorey, what? Mike Scorey and and uh, Bill Bill Malone. Bill Malone wrote, wrote the song. Yes, Bill Malone Dark came eyes, up yeah. with the anyway. The bass line. Yes. Yeah. So uh, we were in concert, and there's a definite part need for the. Cowbell. No, I guess it's a guitar riff that he came up with, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I, they were playing it in concert once, and Freddie was trying to do it, and I could see he was struggling with the singing and playing of it at the same time. So I grabbed mm. the cowbell from him, and I started playing it. So that was that's been usually the end of the night song. Yeah. So you, me playing cowbell. You, you're, you're the inspiration for the Saturday Night Live skit, is what you're saying, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, first, yeah. the chicken right. or the egg. Right. Yeah. Well, right. Right. I played the cowbell in the studio, but yeah. playing the bass, I'm not right. going to do this. Right. So that March, do it, you know. Right, right, yeah. right. And so she watched Christopher Walken, and then, and then I think I had it down after right. that, right? Yeah. She had yeah. it down. I need more cowbell. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, so uh, this episode of Time Signatures recorded at Moriarty's on Michigan Avenue. You can always get more information from them on Facebook if you want to check them out. Absolutely. We want to thank uh, Freddie for being with us. Also, James L. Williams and Marge. Thank you. And um, we look forward to uh, speaking with you again on the next episode. So All right. Big hang around, everybody. How about hanging out with us, too? How about a big hand? Thank you. This has been Time Signatures with Jim Irvin, presented by the Capital Area Blues Society in Lansing, Michigan. For more information on cabs, visit capitalareablues.org. You can find this episode and past episodes at lccconnect.org. The Time Signatures theme song, Michigan Roads, is used by permission and was written by Root Doctor, featuring Freddie Cunningham. Until next time, keep on keeping the blues alive. Baby, I'm